You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 127 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and not joining me in the kitchen studio this week is my co-host Matt Smith and welcome to you on the sunny island of Great Britain. <laughs> it is definitely an island. I'm not a million miles away from you. I'm still on the east coast, uh, but I'm, I'm in Clacton. Clacton? I thought you told me you are going to Barbados, Matt. No, no, no. Look, I mean, Captain, A- Captain Al's, um, you know, uh, <laughs> cat cancelling was good, but uh, I'm not quite sure I'm ready to jump on a plane and do that just yet. Oh, okay. But uh, the weather looks a bit cloudy behind you. I know you've got the Clacton Air Show on today, Matt. No, that was uh, Thursday and Friday. Oh, so Thursday and Friday, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we went, we went to it on Thursday, but uh, we were a little bit further down the coast in a little place called Holland on Sea, so just a little bit further down on the east coast. Uh, unfortunately, the sea mist uh, basically hung around all day, and although we were only a mile away from the pier where everything was all kicking off we literally uh sort of we, we, got, we got some lovely fly pasts uh, but we could literally see nothing over the top of uh of um where um where the action was taking place over by the pier uh, but we did manage to watch the red arrows rather than nicely here from our campsite oh that's nice oh, i'm glad to hear that you've got uh you've got open the show yesterday you've obviously got the uh, you've got the caravan you're in the uh, you're in the caravan or the as as I like to call it, the uh, the new PTUK mobile studio. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's, it's being used as somewhere to sleep. I'm afraid at the moment, <laughs> rather than you know, full of excessive amounts of technology. But uh, hey, that's uh, that's next year. That's going to be a busy old season, I reckon. So you join us in for episode one twenty seven. It's the twenty seventh of uh, August, and the time is twenty past ten in the morning. So we're uh, slightly late this morning. We'll give everyone a shot of the stew. Well, here we go. There's a wide shot of me. Look on my own. Look how look how sparse this is here. Look, I'm no, on my own. No, no one here. And mind you, you must, you no, must admit it's it's rather more uh, it's rather more um, neater with the cabling around here. It's a bit more, you know. <laughs> it's what a bit, are you trying bit... to stack, Mr. Stebbings? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But no, thanks everyone for joining us in the chat room this morning. I'm going to try and keep things together without Matt here. Uh, we've got loads of people in the chat room. Uh, Micah, Neville Bounds is there. Tony S, Ray Davis, uh, Shortback is in there. Uh, Mash is in there. Just scrolling up to the top. Liz Piper, good morning. Tony S, um, Neville Bounds. Hopefully I don't miss anyone out. Uh, scrolling. Good, the chat room's been filling. Chat room's yeah. been chatting between themselves for like before we started. So. <laughs> oh, someone's phone just buzzed. There we go. <laughs> so phones on, yeah. phones on silent, Matt. Honestly, what are you like? Well, it is on silent, but it's unfortunately because I'm broadcasting from my phone now. Cause the other <laughs> method of technology let me down. There's not really a lot I can do about it. Oh, hello, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob Darlington Brown has joined us in the chat room as well. Good morning to you, Jacob. Hope uh, so. I hope everyone's all right in the chat room. Hope you've all uh, had a fantastic week of whatever you've been doing. And uh, we've got a few news stories to cover this week. Um, uh, we haven't got a segment from Pip this week. I did uh, send uh, Pip a message this morning, and uh, he, uh, he, uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't got a segment for us this week, unfortunately. So um, we haven't got anything from Pip. 
so we've got some news stories to go through and uh, we've got a, li a little bit of air show news at the end uh, for what's going on uh, this month uh, in the air show season. We've also got an announcement as well to make uh, about what uh, something me and Matt are doing uh, next Sunday uh, at our local air show, which is going to be fantastic. Um, but uh, we'll get, we'll bring, we'll have that, uh, we'll have a discussion at the end of the show. So I suppose we ought to really do some uh, aviation news, hadn't we? Yes, I think we should. Let's get stuck in. So we're going to start the show this week then, as we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready over there in Clacton, Matt. As ready as I think I'll ever be. <laughs> Let's go. So kicking off this week's first news story then, and this one is on the, well it's on the Guardian.com website, so it's a massively uh, um, well-to-do website, the Guardian, hey. Um, but it's a story I picked up on this morning, it's, uh, it broke, uh, actually broke yesterday on Friday the 26th, and the headline, Japan's biggest airline grounds its Dreamliners over engine problem. So All Nippon or Al Nippon Airways' um, decision to ground its fleet of Boeing 787s, the world's biggest fleet of these aircraft, expected to result in the cancellation of at least 350 flights. Uh, the uh, Japan's biggest airline has started grounding its fleet of Boeing 787 Dreamliners after discovering a problem with the plane's Rolls-Royce engines uh, in another setback for this troubled aircraft. Uh, ANA's decision to replace the key uh, or key engine part, possibly on all its 50 Dreamliners, is the latest in a series of glitches that have plagued the fuel-efficient plane since it made its maiden commercial flight three years behind schedule late in 2011. The groundings are expected to lead to cancellations of at least 350 flights on ANA's Japanese domestic routes uh, through to the end of next month, according to the Nikkei Business newspaper. Uh, the carrier cancelled nine flights on Friday, yesterday, uh, affecting more than 3,000 passengers and costing the airline an estimated 55 million yen, uh, which equates to £414,000 um, in lost revenue. Uh, ANA is the world's biggest operator of the Dreamliner in its domestic, uh, its domestic rival ja Japan, oh, Japan Airlines operates uh, 30 of the 787s. Uh, but these aircraft for Japan Airlines are fitted with a different type of engine. Uh, the problem came to light while ANA and Boeing engineers were investigating the cause of an incident in February when an ANA 787 had to uh, return to Kuala Lumpur after one of its engines overheated. Inspections revealed damage to a medium pressure turbine blade in the aircraft's Trent 1000 engines. Rolls-Royce said it had notified other airlines that use the same type of engine, adding that it would make improved parts available by the end of the year. The firm said it was working closely with ANA to minimise the effect on aircraft service disruption. A spokesman for Boeing said uh, in Tokyo said that they are aware of the situation and are working with Rolls-Royce and ANA to resolve any impact uh, on the aircrafts in service. The Dreamliner has suffered a string of problems, as we all know, through the years uh, with uh, battery issues uh, and wiring problems, and uh, also with uh, a brake issue with, uh, to do with the computer. 
ANA has already started uh, repairing all of its streamliners uh, on international routes after investigations found the same medium pressure terminal blades were corroding, possibly due to a design flaw. This is um, rather worrying, really, Matt, for, uh, for, for well, for, for well, 787 operators worldwide. They've had this, you know, issues with the battery problems when they first, um, first had these aircraft online. And now, uh, you know, now we've got this issue with the biggest operator of the 787 ANA. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's got another, another thorn in uh, Boeing's side, I think, Matt. The Dreamliner then, Matt, had the, has had these issues with the battery and stuff in the past. Obviously, uh, I'm due to fly on a Dreamliner in uh, in October this year. I'll have to look up to... Uh, yeah, you're on the, with BA, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, we're flying with BA, so I, I, I might need to look on BA's website and see which uh, air, uh, engines the, uh, the um, 787-9s on BA's service uses. Perhaps uh, someone, someone in the chat room could look up quickly because <laughs> I'm, I'm tech tech overlord at the moment. Uh, so yes, perhaps someone could have a look and see what uh, see what engines the BA's 787-9s use. But that's uh, no, a shame, really. You know, they've had this issue again with uh, with the engines on the aircraft. Um, hopefully, it's something that that, that Rolls Royce can put right uh, and get these aircraft and uh, back in service again. You know, as or as uh, as we said, as the um, Al Nippon are, are the biggest user of the, of the Dreamliner, you know they they need to sort this issue out. And aircraft has been, um, you know, it's sort of quite new to the to the industry. If you see what I mean, there's no way that they're going to take it out of service. If you see what I mean, I mean they're they're just going to they've got to persevere now that they're this far down the line, surely, and, and just sort of get it um, get get these bugs ironed out, surely. Yeah, well, let's hope they do sort these fix these issues out uh, ASAP. Uh, anyway, we're going to move on to the next story. Hopefully, Matt's going to be able to. Uh, oh, Mike has just put in the chat room that BA uses the Trent 1000s. Oh, there we go. Um, right, so next story is right. for you, Matt. Yeah, okay. Wish us luck, everyone. This Wish is luck. the Irish Times, <laughs> and the uh, headline is Ryanair carries more international passengers than any other airlines. The airline's 101 million international travellers easily surpassed 62.6 million for EasyJet last year. Those are really quite terrifying numbers, aren't they? So independent industry figures confirm that Ryanair carried more international passengers last year than any other airline in the world. International Air Transport Association, the IATA, uh, figures show that the Irish airline carried 101 million international passengers last year, well ahead of its pursuer British carrier, uh, that is EasyJet, which only had 62.6 million customers. Gulf carrier Emirates was third with 51 million, and German airline Lufthansa came fourth just short of 47 million. A number of US airlines, including Southwest, whose low-cost model Ryanair used as an initial template, carried more passengers but uh, much of its business was domestic. Uh, Dallas, uh, Texas-based Southwest, carried 119 million people last year. Much of its traffic was with the U.S., although it serves destinations in Central and Southern South America. Ryanair spokesman uh, Robin Keeley said that the airline expects to fly more than 117 million people 
in 2016. Uh, meanwhile, uh, it emerged that the airline's website had more than 300 million visitors over the last year. Mark Simpson, who is the analyst with Dublin Stockhold Brokers uh, Good Body, said on Thursday that the airline's approach to digital marketing and sales has grown increasingly sophisticated. The company launched Ryanair's Labs a number of years ago to focus on boosting digital marketing and to turn its website into the travel industry's Amazon. Mr. Simpson claimed that the Irish company is now in a position to do this as online travel agents are increasingly dominant in the European market, accounting for 25% of all hotel bookings. He said a number of small players, including Hotel Booking and Expedia, dominate this market, forcing hotels to look for ways to increase their own distribution. Mr. Simpson, who was speaking following a conference with the airline that focused on its technology, said that the company's strategy is to build a flow of hotel bookings over the next three years. So it just proves again that Ryanair are um, just the most fantastic airline in the world. Yeah, well, yes, obviously that, that's that's what we think of immediately. But uh, I mean, you can't you can't argue with the load factors. I mean, we all we all sit here and complain about them. But I mean, there are few airlines that can boast so many full seats. Exactly. You know, it, I mean, the planes very rarely leave empty. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever been on a Ryanair flight where there's been uh, been an empty seat. I think I might I might count one. I think in all the years I've flown with Ryanair, where there's been an actual empty seat, but. Uh, Apart from that, I don't think I've ever, ever sat on a Ryanair flight and had uh, countless amounts of endless seats empty next to me. Certainly not had anywhere where you could sort of stretch out and, uh, you know, sort of uh, take a whole aisle for yourself, certainly. That'd be nice. Stretch out. you get more legroom in. Pay, yeah. pay for a standard seat without the extra legroom and uh, have three seats to yourself. That's, uh, that's the way forward, oh, I always yeah. say. So moving forward on to the next story, and this one is on the Daily Mail website, and uh, the headline is Airline to Use Smart Chips uh, to, hold on, typical, the computer's just gone funny on this side with the news story. There we go, Daily Mail Online, getting better story back again. There we go, Airline, the headline, Airline to Use Smart Chips uh, to... Uh, attached to your luggage to make sure it doesn't get lost. Uh, Delta yeah, Airlines. <laughs> yeah, Delta Airlines has said it's going to use uh, radio frequency identification chips. Uh, and uh, in April, the airline unveiled a 50 million investment uh, into its system. The airlines spent thousands of dollars in the last few years replacing lost luggage. So it's going to use these smart chips attached to passengers' luggage to make sure the, uh, the, their belongings don't go missing. Delta Airlines, based Atlanta, said it will use radio frequency identification chips to place on travelers' bags to track their location. Uh, baggage handlers will be able to identify each bag from uh, a distance from a chip placed inside a paper tag on the baggage. Uh, under the new system, conveyor belts will have sensors that flash green uh, green light if the suitcase is on the track to the correct plane, and a red light if not, meaning the handler can redirect it. In April, Delta uh, unveiled a $50 million investment to overhaul its existing barcode bag tracking system. The airline is hoping the new system will uh, help to tackle the problem of lost luggage. Um, the airline itself spends thousands of pounds or dollars each year uh, replacing baggage or passengers' baggage and belongings when they go missing en route. 
the airline's existing system involves scanning individual barcodes on each piece of luggage. Uh, Brett Snyder, an aviation expert, said the airlines have been l uh, doing a better in general when it comes to mishandled bags, but it's going to be help significantly, uh, according to uh, the news sources. He added that things really do off go off the rails when you have storms and you have bags scattered everywhere. Over the past few years, you've been seeing a lot of airlines go behind the scenes to focus better on handling and operation of baggage. The RFI technology has been found uh, around for decades and was developed during the Second World War to help distinguish between family and, or friendly and enemy aircraft. Uh, the technology is already used in the hotel industry to keep track of towels and linens and in libraries as well uh, to prevent patients who might be at risk of getting lost. Early this year, a separate airline revi uh, revealed an enormous 40,000 pieces of checked baggage uh, that missed their planes. American Airlines Vice President uh, said airport security delays were to blame for most of the luggage delays. Now these security chips, Matt, I've got the picture on here yeah. which I can't put on the screen because that particular part of the system is not working today. <laughs> um, but the, the security chips that they've got here with these, yeah. these RFI things are very similar to the tags that they're placed on uh, high-end items in in uh, stores in like um, supermarkets, in supermarkets, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. They're kind of like they're kind of like a, a square uh, stick-on um, pad with like an aerial built in. Um, so yes, in fact, in fact, I, I had one of those attached to the headphones that I had to rush to Tesco's to go and buy, and merely set off the machine as I walked out of uh, Tesco's. So it's all oh, right. Yeah, it's uh, it's because of quite clever stuff, really. It's. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just it just seems a bit sort of um, uh, the, the thing is, is if, if, if you've got it, I suppose it does identify each individual case so you can tie it to a specific flight. But if, as it says towards the end of the story, the, the actual problem is more the delays at security, which is the reason why these bags are, are missing the plane. Having an RF tag on it won't necessarily speed up that process. No, and I wonder these, I mean, I don't know how expensive these RF tags are to um, to. To, to make or manufacture or to, to have how much they cost the airlines but you know if they're going to have these RF tags in a, in a kind of paper tag as it says attached to the case are they going, are they going to be able to reuse these tags um, again and again or are these just going to be a one-off use and then uh, and then throw away destroy type thing well i mean i mean if it's just sort of uh, sort of uh, uh, as they are certainly on, on the items that you buy, say, like on the high-end stuff in Tesco's, as an example, um, then, no, you aren't going to be able to reuse them, are they? So they're going to become, you know, a disposable item, um, which surely that's going to, you know, put quite a lot of cost. I, I don't know. I, I, it just sounds... I, I mean, I'm, I like the idea in preserve. I just think it's a bit of a bit of a gimmick, to be honest, isn't it? Yeah, Mike has just put in the chat room, actually, Mike has put that uh, they, they cost very, very, very little, and uh, right. th he thinks they're just going to be thrown away. Think yeah, of the waste. Oh, we should have the going green jingle here to play, really, because it's not really, yeah, uh, yeah it's not really a, an environmentally friendly thing. I, these, uh, I don't think, no. they, I don't think they, they'll probably be able to recycle these. I wouldn't have thought because they're a kind of mix of uh, a plastic and a kind of metal inside, aren't they? Well, and also you're relying very heavily on um, the person whose bag it was, obviously, unless they're taking it off before they get on the plane but then that defeats the object doesn't it so mm. you're relying very heavily on the person taking it home and wanting to re recycle it aren't you i mean that, that's that that's the issue so the next story moving on uh, for you matt is on the metro site now this one i chose matt for anyone 
who's listening, who's thinking of uh, possibly emigrating across to um, Iceland, uh, this yep. story is just for you. So carry on, Matt. Indeed. Okay, so this is the Metro, uh, and the headline is, Airline is offering free flights to Iceland with just one catch. And uh, I dare say the catch will become clear. So looking for free flights to Iceland to go and see the Northern Lights, here's the perfect deal for you. Wow, Air. I can never say it properly. So, wow, Air is offering lucky passengers the chance to go to Iceland for free. Yes, that's right. The low-cost airline, which serves 30 destinations across Europe and North America, will let you have your flight there for free. But, as always, there is a catch. You um, kind of have to relocate there for a minimum of one year to be guaranteed your free seat to the Nordic country. Oh, and you have to be a British citizen and be able to prove your relocation with, say, a university acceptance, a letter or job contract, and a photo of your passport page. Essentially, it only applies to people who are already planning on moving to Iceland. The, the airline will be, be happy to fully reimburse the ticket you've already bought for the, for the capital of Reading. If you're departing from either London Gatwick, Bristol Airport or Edinburgh Airport, so far, 12 people have shown interest in the offer, while others uh, are while others are arranging the necessary documents so that they can get the free flight. A spokesperson for Wow Air said that we have already wow. noticed an interest in, in other countries as well, uh, but only for the time being, uh, if we do a similar offer in other countries we fly from we are at least not ruling that option out at the moment so basically if you want to move to uh, to um, Iceland then um, wow air is the way forward I suppose that, that that doesn't sort of deal with your actual um, your bits and pieces that you want to take over there other than maybe a couple of suitcases uh, that will probably cost you more than more than life itself I dare say but uh, yeah so uh, they're sort of encouraging people to move to Iceland you got to admit that's uh, some of the most stunning scenery that uh, that you get to see over there in Iceland. You've got the the, you know, the, yeah. nor the northern lights, and obviously all the other yeah. um, the fantastic scenery that you the tundra that you see out there with the um, and obviously they they get real snow out there as well. As so they get, yeah, they don't get snow. <laughs> snow, as, call it, yeah. as, we, as we call it here in the UK, <laughs> yeah. But no, that's that's a good that's a good oh. idea. When I when I first saw the store and I thought you know free flights, I thought well, that's quite handy, free flights to somewhere, so to Iceland that'd be quite handy. But then obviously there is there is that catch that um, you've just got you've just got to move house especially go and live there. Forever. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a shame that Air Malta doesn't offer the same uh, thing because I would definitely be up for that. If they were offering free flights to Malta as long as you moved there to live, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be I'd be gone. Yeah. I'd you, definitely, you'd be definitely be up for that, would you? I okay. would definitely be up for that, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the next story then, moving on, is on the USA Today site. And it's a story that happened earlier this week. And uh, some of you may have seen the story on, on the various news feeds and stuff. And uh, it's regarding the retirement of a certain aircraft here. And the aircraft in question is uh, the Super 80 or the MD-80. And American Airlines have retired 20 of these uh, aircraft in one day. So they retired uh, on Tuesday, uh, re retired 20 of their MD-80 jets uh, as, the, as it pushed ahead with the phasing out of the aging aircraft model. 
Uh, the planes are all being sent to the aircraft boneyard in Roswell, New Mexico, as part of what American is calling one of the largest single-day aircraft retirements in airline history. Uh, of the 20 planes headed to New Mexico desert on Tuesday, uh, 17 were originally delivered to American Airlines. Uh, the other three were inherited uh, by American via its acquisition of TWA. The average age of the 20 retiring jets is 28 years old, according to Flight Radar 24, uh, which is encouraging its users to track the retirement flights. The 140-seat MD-80s will be arriving uh, to Roswell throughout the day on Tuesday. And uh, there's, uh, there's obviously going to be some, hopefully some YouTube videos of these, which people will take of them arriving mm. at Roswell, which will be online. Um, American spokesman Josh Free told uh, the uh, Today, USA Today site on Tuesday that the 20 retirements do not indicate an acceleration of the MD-80 retirements. It's just what we've, uh, we have a long-term MD-80 retirement plan, he said. Uh, and with the summer, busy summer flying season winding down, uh, the American thought that uh, this week would be a good day to take care of these retirement issues. So the eventual retirement of the MD-80, the long, uh, the backbone of American's uh, domestic fleet, will end an era for America. Uh, the, air, the carrier once had more than 370 of the MD-80s, as the airline refers to them as Super 80s, uh, but they've been uh, phased out, uh, you know, in, in slow progress on this over this decade, replacing with the more modern Boeing 737 and Airbus A320 jets as part of Americans' aggressive fleet renewal plan. American Airlines had 87 MD-80s remaining in its fleet uh, as of the second quarter of 2016. Uh, by the end of the third quarter, American says that the number will have dropped to just 53 aircraft, aided in large part by Tuesday's mass retirement. Freed said some of the MD-80s will remain in the carrier's fleet uh, through to at least the summer of 2018. Two full-time American employees on the ground uh, will process incoming aircraft as they arrive, and the planes will sit indefinitely in storage in Roswell where the dry desert air helps keep the idle aircraft from corroding. Uh, some do find second lives taken by cargo carriers or smaller airlines in developing worlds, and others face a stark end, raided for parts or being scrapped altogether. Um, for those of you, if you go on to, uh, to Flight Radar's 24 site, you can uh, find some more information on the aircraft and where you can track them and stuff, um, and where, you know, how, they, uh, how they manage down their flights. Uh, to the boneyard, but it's very sad. I think, Matt. Um, obviously, these aircraft yeah. are these aircraft are old. Um, you know, they obviously have to re replace these aircraft with with newer yeah. uh, for the fleet. But it's always sad. I think when you see it is. Uh, well, I mean, especially for for like yourself, you know, where where I mean, you you love all all aircraft, and it is very sad when one sort of finally comes out of service. But uh, as you say, uh, you know, technology must improve and. You know, things have got to move on, haven't they? I mean, it's. Uh, I don't see the raiding them for parts as a sad thing. I, I think it. You know, it's a, it's a way of keeping you know more of them in the air, essentially. So uh, I don't mind them so much being raided for spare parts. I've had my fair share of of older cars that I've had <laughs> bought a second one for just to nick bits off. You know, so yeah. it's. Uh, I don't. Uh, 
I don't accept that necessarily as a negative thing. But, but as, uh, as yeah, the story says, know, though, I mean, as the story says that you know they're, they're going to keep um, they're going to keep some of these aircraft still. Uh, not going to phase them out all all of a sudden. They're not all going to no. go straight away. So at least they will have quite an inventory of spares um, yeah. sitting in the desert should they require any spare engines or any parts at all. So that's um, that's good. They they live they live a bit yeah. longer anyway. But uh, still sad to see the, the aircraft go. You have to try and look at the positive of these yes. things. That's all. <laughs> so the next the anyway next on story to the next yeah uh, is uh, yeah well, the next story this is on the uh, BBC <laughs> website it's a story that I've been covering uh, if you've been watching our, our Facebook and Twitter feeds uh, that I've been posting stories for and it's all about the Airlander 10 uh, but unfortunately uh, was was it's had a couple of maiden flights now and it's been up in the air it's sort of on the 25th of August it had a is rather this, um this is the one that is called the, the flying bum yeah oh dear <laughs> yes indeed yes that's the one it's got a it's they, they, well, apparently it's the, officially the longest aircraft uh in the in the world i think at the moment isn't it this in airline, the world um in, in the world yes absolutely the longest aircraft hit power cables before nosediving the world's longest aircraft came into contact with high voltage power cables before nosediving on landing an electricity firm has said developers of the airlander 10 had denied witness reports that the airship struck a telegraph pole during its heavy landing on wednesday but uk power network said the aircraft had come into contact with one of its power lines hybrid air vehicles said a mooring line had been in contact with a cable. Uh, the 25 million pound airliner, which is 302 feet, that's 92 meters long, was damaged during its second test flight from the Cardington airfield in Bedfordshire. Its owners initially denied claims from a witness that a line hanging down from the vehicle had hit a telegraph pole about two fields away from its landing site. But after UK Power Networks said that there had been contact resulting in the loss of power to five customers, the firm released an updated statement. It said no damage was caused to the aircraft and this did not contribute to the heavy landing. We are um, broken. Hang on, sorry, I lost the story there for a moment. But uh, no doubt. We are sorry for any inconvenience that this has caused to anyone. The twenty-five million pound airlander, which is three hundred twenty-five million. million. You, I know it's just a silly, silly amount of money, isn't it? it was damaged during its second test flight from the airfield um, after the UK power note said that it had uh, um, so had hit the power lines, resulting in the loss of power to five customers. The firm released an updated statement saying Hybrid Air Vehicles Limited can confirm that a mooring line attached to the airlander did contact a power line uh, outside the airfield. No damage was caused to the aircraft, and this did not contribute in any way to the heavy landing. We are sorry caused, uh, that, that may have been caused to anyone. Chief Executive of HAB, uh, HAV, uh, Stephen McGlennon, told the BBC uh, the aircraft was by a team of experts. They'll create a plan to repair the front end where there was some damage, he said. Uh, Mr. Glenham said the investors uh, in the Ireland project had been very supportive since the landing. Uh, they understand a business is uh, like this is uh, involved in, in innovation. Innovation is the business of doing things, and sometimes when you do things for the first time, things uh, sometimes it doesn't quite work out how you'd hoped. Now, I have to ask the question here. I'm not really quite sure of the purpose of this vehicle. I mean, what, what are they hoping to do with this Airlander 10? Is anybody out 
Um, I thought sort of airships had more or less had its had their day, if you sort of mean, especially after uh, certain unmentionable disasters. I mean, I know this is slightly high, nowhere near as flammable again. I, I think this this is, this is like uh, I think this is a kind of um, an attempt to try and break into the kind of uh, eco-friendly t- uh, style of um, flying, Matt. You know, this is this is a new, you know, an old an old style of flying, I should say, like you said. Yeah. But um, they're going to try and, and sort of promote this as being a more greener way. Of, of kind of transporting stuff around i think this was this was this was just an accident i mean uh for those of you yeah. if you go on to um go on to the social media sites and stuff you'll be able to look at the video uh on youtube of this aircraft or this airship coming into land uh, which someone filmed yeah. and um i think it was just uh, a, a lot of it was a misjudgment i think because the aircraft came down at quite an angle uh just just before the uh, the lower half struck the ground you could see that the the um, the airship itself has got a kind of a fan system uh, of tilt yeah. fans on the side and they tilt the fans round to obviously give the air, the airship lift and if you watch the video you'll see just before the uh, airship hit the ground they you could see these these tilt fans rotating to try and push the nose of the uh, of the airship away from the ground uh, but obviously it was too late and um, there are some pictures on social media and uh, on the news wires of uh, of the of the underside where the uh, cockpit of the of this airship is and it's uh, it's quite badly damaged actually it's, it's uh, not yeah. a it's not a uh, duct tape and uh, and um, glue right. and and um, <laughs> <laughs> sort of quick fix. I mean, do you think though? I mean, is is there a possibility that maybe uh, electric systems? Because if, if if this gyro did actually come into contact with um, uh, like power lines, obviously this this is used. They are usually sort of like a, a metallic based uh, line, aren't they? So the voltage would no doubt carry it up to the ship. I mean, is it possible that that you know? It, could have interrupted with the equipment on board possibly causing this i mean who knows it, it might possibly have uh, if it did strike a power line it could have um, had a had a an adverse effect on the uh, of the systems inside the, the aircraft but yeah. obviously there'll be an investigation and we'll probably never know what happened because they'll keep it <laughs> quiet but you know we, we can we can only hope uh, in the chat room there's a lot of chat around uh, the uh, subject of fruit tarts um oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, I think right. this is this is kicked off by uh, by Micah in the chat room. He's uh, talking about right. fruit tarts. Obviously, Micah's keeping it uh, totally aviation related uh, on the uh, cool. on the subject in the chat room. Right. Very yeah. good. <laughs> we'll we'll leave Micah in charge of the chat room. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he's the, the master that is. So, next story <laughs> moving on is on the Wales Online website, and the headline: Airbus leads 17 million pro, uh, pounds project to design aircraft wings uh, of the future. So Airbus, uh, uh, the aircraft maker Airbus, is to lead a new project that will attempt to design the aircraft's wings of the future. Experts predict that uh, up to 30,000 new commercial aircraft will be needed between now and 2032. Uh, the new aircraft will have to be more sustainable than their predecessors and will use emerging technologies such as 3D printing in their construction. The defence giant, which uh, makes aircraft wings at Broughton, has previously filed patents for 3D construction in airliners. The wing design methodology validation or Windy project will investigate the innovative design techniques that will be uh, needed to develop such futuristic wings. 
Aircraft wing design is a hugely complicated process and the project will look at ways that they can increase the robustness of the design and test process while reducing the time it takes, said Airbus's CEO Tom Williams. Uh, developing state-of-the-art technology will be at the heart of achieving these improvements uh, and this investment is vital for that. The £17.7 million project is partly funded by the Innovative UK and Government's Innovation in uh, Agency, which is sponsored by the Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy. And uh, the project is also being supported by the Aerospace Technology uh, Institute, the ATI, and other participants included uh, the, include the, the Univers uh, University of Bristol, come on, get your words out, Carlos, Jesus, <laughs> uh, Renshaw, Cranfield University, and Future Advanced Manufacturing. Uh, one of the key aims of ATI's UK National Aerospace Strategy is to sustain and grow the UK's global leadership in aircraft wings, says Simon Weeks, CTO of ATI. The Windy project is a key element of this aim, securing essential wing design and integration capabilities in the UK, and opening the way to innovate 3D printed wing components. These will lead to more lighter and efficient wings which will be needed for future generations of greener airliners. Now, it's, um, obviously for those of you who have flown on oh, any commercial jet really, you can see, you, if you've uh, been flying through bad weather, you can see the wing flex. They've got uh, a, a picture on the website here of, this, uh, of the wing flex that they uh, do to test aircraft wings uh, to make sure that they can flex uh, you know, up and down without, um, well, without breaking off really. Not to worry at all, Matt. There, but uh, no, these. No, um, I, I think that's absolutely yeah. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> but uh, no, that it's uh, it's it's good because this is actually um, obviously in the UK uh, where this this is all going ahead here and where this um, you know this new technology is being uh, tried. So uh, I think good on us. At least we can do something good here in the UK, hey Matt. Absolutely. Uh, again, and, and technology has to evolve, doesn't it? So uh, it's great that somebody's sort of looking into ways of, of of making sure, as you so nicely put it earlier, making sure bits don't flex and break off, which I think is uh, a <laughs> way forward. But uh, anyway, on to the next story. This is on the Business Traveller website. This is and the headline is Qantas promises best in. Headline is Qantas promises best in-class interiors for Dreamliner aircraft. Uh, Qantas says it is working with a team of world-class designers on the interiors for its forthcoming Boeing Dreamliner aircraft, with the aim of providing best in-class standards. The carrier is set to take delivery of the first of eight Boeing 787-9 aircraft in late 2017, and it says it will open up sales for the first Qantas Dreamliner flights before Christmas, initially on existing services within the carrier's network before adding new international destinations shortly afterwards. Qantas is working with designers including Mark Newson, as well as uh, University experts to design the Dreamliner's interiors in economy, premium economy and business. Newson is Qantas's creative director and has been responsible for projects including the interiors of the carrier's Airbus A380 aircraft. This week Qantas announced underlying profits before tax of uh, uh, was it 1.53 billion American dollars uh, for the 12 months up to June 30th, 2016. The best results in Qantas's 95-year history and up 57% on the previous year. The airline said that the results uh, 
sorry, the airline said that the result meant it could resume dividend payments, reward 25,000 EBA-covered employees with a one-off cash bonus, and continue investment for customers, including extending Wi-Fi to Qantas's regional and international fleets, and finalising the network and uh, customer experience for Qantas Dreamliner. Commenting on the figures, CEO Alan Joyce said that throughout our transformation we've invested in the areas that matter to most of our customers we've renewed our aircraft lounges technology and the training we provide for our people who've done a phenomenal job to earn record customer satisfaction today's result means that we can build on those investments with some really exciting projects in the pipeline to take to make the experience of flying with Qantas even our plans for the Qantas Dreamliner, in particular, will set new standards for the industry. So it's a, you're you're a big Qantas fan, aren't you? Yeah, I mean we've we've we had a really good flight with those guys back um, a couple of years ago. I think, I think it was a couple of years ago. Now we flew with them uh, back from Dubai back to Heathrow, and uh, yeah, um, I mean it, it probably was due to the fact the aircraft was only half full and it was an A380. But no, we had uh, we had a really good flight with Qantas. Uh, um, but no, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see. There's, there's no pictures on the website that we can show what the interiors are going to look like here, but um, it'll be nice to see um, perhaps uh, later on if we can uh, try and get some photos uh, of something, you know, of the interior of, uh, of these new aircraft on the Dreamliners to see what just what Qantas are doing different uh, to everyone else, really, I suppose. Yeah, no, it's sort of quite exciting, really. Is it? Well, it's nice to hear that an airline is is rewarding its hardworking employees for all that, all the effort they put in as well. I think that's a nice touch. Oh yeah, it's always good. It, happy employees make for uh, for happy uh, passengers. Happy I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the next story, which you're about to do, I, I must say it's very exciting because it would appear that certainly in the photograph that I'm looking of, uh, they actually successfully managed. To use water rather than phone. Oh, yeah. Quite nice. So then, uh, moving on, the next story, which is uh, actually a story uh, that was uh, uh, sent over to us by Ray Davis, who's in the chat room at the moment. Ah. Uh, he put us onto this story. He sent, uh, sent us over via Facebook on our link. And uh, the headline, Sunshine Coast Teen, uh, Lachlan Smart becomes the youngest pilot to fly solo around the world. So Queensland teenage pilot Lachlan Smart has become the youngest person to circumnavigate the globe solo in a single engine plane. He landed his Cirrus SR22 at Sunshine, uh, Sunshine Coast Airport at uh, Markula just before 8am and uh, the cheers of friends and family and uh, a swarm of supporters uh, after completing the last leg of his journey by taxiing through an arch of water from local fire trucks. Uh, Smart emerged from the cabin of his plane and punched the air in jubilation. In completing a 45,000 kilometer trip that took almost two months to complete, he set a new uh, world record. At 18 years old, uh, or 18 years and seven months old and 21 days, Smart is now the youngest person to ever complete the journey, which was uh, two and a half years in the planning. The previous record holder, American uh, Matt Gulfmiller, finished the trip aged 19 years old, 7 months and 15 days. 
he said, Smart has said upon landing that I've got uh, a lot of adrenaline, adrenaline running through his system and very excited to have touched down where it all began eight weeks ago and finally conclude the trip. He said that uh, weather and dealing with overseas air traffic control were two major challenges. Uh, and in the Pacific, he had some pretty horrendous weather, he said as well. Smart actually returned to Australian soil on Thursday when he landed in Bund... I'm going to pronounce this correctly now, otherwise Ray, Ray, Ray will be after me. Uh, he landed uh, in Bundaberg, leaving a short flight uh, today to complete the journey. Uh, he was joined in the sky for a little bit by his old chief flying instructor who taught him how to fly and started his aviation career off. Uh, he said that it's a very special and a lot of hard work has gone into getting to this stage. He had words of advice for anyone daring to take on a big challenge. Don't be afraid to dream big and when you have a goal, go for it, he said. He said he's now planned to go home and lie in his bed and catch up with friends and family. <laughs> and, uh, and he very much deserves it. I know. It's, uh, it, for those of you uh, uh, with, uh, with, the, uh, with the web browsers open, if you go over to, uh, to the abc.net.au website, uh, there's a great picture there of Lachlan Smart uh, standing on the wing of his uh, SR-22 uh, with, his, uh, with his hand up in the air. It's um, Victor Hotel India Bravo Charlie is a registration of his aircraft. And uh, no, it's, uh, it'll be actually be, be interesting to see, Matt, what happens to his aircraft now he's finished, the, uh, finished this, this massive trip. It's got to be worth a fortune, surely. I mean, it's a beautiful <laughs> aircraft. It is, yeah, it is absolutely fantastic. Um, but no, thanks to you, Ray, for sending that story across, and also, uh, obviously, uh, to anyone who knows uh, Lachlan, a massive uh, congratulations to him for achieving such a, a fantastic uh, thing. Really, it's just, just amazing. It's something that uh, I would, I would, um, even being a, even being a quite a, a happy flyer as myself, I, I don't think I'd um, want to try that myself. But no, hats off to him. Well oh, done. Well done. It's quite a lot of turbulence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perhaps we should get uh, Lachlan on the show. I'm going to have to have to see if we can find and catch up with him and uh, and have him on the show and uh, have a chat with him. So the last news story is all yeah. left to Mr. Smith, and uh, it's uh, it's a Ryanair story. Right, shock horror. Uh, <laughs> Independent.ie. So this is always. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, the independent, the Irish independence of it. Uh, Ryanair, I'm going to ignore that symbol crash and move on. Ryanair launches uh, flash sale on 100,000 seats, but you need to act fast. Uh, Ryanair's released 100,000 seats for sale across its European network, but they must be booked by Monday. The sale, which sees 100,000 seats priced at 19.99, and that's in euros, sorry, so it's 19 euros 99 cents. Travel in October and November will be live on Ryanair.com until midnight, August the 29th. So that's uh, that's tomorrow, isn't it? The bank? No, uh, bank um that uh, that the, the sale finishes going to press the 19 euros 99 cents fares were available uh from dublin to amsterdam Mallorca to ibiza uh and tours tours for your valley in november via the sale banner using the website's fare finder feature also reveals one-way fares to barcelona uh paris and la rochelle from 16 euros and 99 cents during that month 
the, yeah, indeed, very cheap. The flash sale was announced after the IATA figures showed Ryanair uh, to have carried over 101.4 million in international passengers in 2015. The tally's confirmed that it remains the world's favourite airline. Ooh, that's quite a claim, isn't it? It is quite a claim. I don't know if it's the favourite airline. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Ryanair claims its closest rival for international passengers was EasyJet with 62.6 million passengers, as we covered uh, in the story earlier. However, it is still... A way to go before the world's biggest airline, the AITA's top... Oh, his signal's starting to drop off. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, he's back. Am I, am I back? You're back, you're back. Don't panic. You're back. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, uh, number five, uh, obviously, is Ryanair with 101.4 million passengers. Uh, number four is China Southern Airways with 109.3 million passengers. Delta Airlines with 138.8 million uh, second place is Southwest Airlines with 144.6 million. And obviously the biggest one, but certainly based on passenger numbers, is American Airlines with a staggering 146.5 wow. million passengers. That's just... That's that's just... Uh, that's, a that's a ridiculous amount of passengers, honestly. 146.5 million. Wow. Yeah. I mean, credit to Ryanair. I mean, you know, they're fifth. They're, you know, they're... Bearing in mind that, it, I mean, we're talking big boys that are ahead of them here, aren't we? I mean, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, China, yeah. Southern Airlines, Delta, Delta Southwest, yeah. American. You know, then you've got little old Ryanair at number five. It's incredible, really. I know. It's uh, when you when you look at the the figures and stuff like that. It is it's 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 nice to see. Yeah, uh, we we do make a you know make it somewhere there across here across the pond. We don't, we don't at all because it's Southern Ireland, isn't it? It's based in, in Southern Ireland, so it's uh, it's technically not part of the UK, is it? But uh, it's also, we'll nice, credit, it's also yeah. nice to see Southwest <laughs> there as well, because Southwest are kind of like the Ryanair American equivalent, aren't they? Uh, okay. In cool. second place, yeah, one hundred and forty-four point six million. Yeah, it's good. So yeah. it, well, it was it was Southwest that Ryanair based their their sort of model on, wasn't it? They sort of more or less nicked that idea, as it was saying in the earlier story, wasn't it? So, but like you said at the end of the story, Matt, Ryanair aspire to carry more than 117 million passengers in this year, 2016. Um, that's one heck of a lot. I mean, they've got those they've got the new 737 Maxes on order, uh, which they yes. should be getting soon. Um, but they're going to have a huge fleet of Boeing aircraft. I mean, Boeing must be well, rather happy with uh, with uh, having someone Indeed, like and Ryanair also, here. I mean, uh, you know, at the end of the day, because they're, they're, they're one of the few carriers, aren't they, where their entire fleet is almost the same aircraft, isn't it? Because they're all the 737 Yeah, dash, the 800, yeah. Aren't they? Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, so that 101.4 million passengers have all been done on that on that same aircraft. I mean, it, it, it's it's fantastic. So they're not, what I'm, what I'm getting at is they're not the biggest aircraft. So it's not like it's a massive fleet of of A380s or, or um, 787 Dreamliners or anything like that. It is, you know, it is like the little 737-800s that they've done these incredible figures with. So that uh, was the last uh, story on uh, the aviation news for this week. We've got, uh, we've got a bit of uh, news about what we're going to be doing next weekend, a bit of air show news as well. Um, and a, well, we're just going to have a sort of general, general sort of roundup of bits and pieces. We've got, we're going to have a few. Like I said, we've got a few good bits of news to tell you all. Um, but yep. we are going to come back to you just after these few messages.
this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. TheVoicesInYourHead.com The Plane Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from news buyers across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal? Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pay us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on Twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. And I'm back. <laughs> Just yes, about. Hello. Hello. Oh, well, yeah. And uh, we have got uh, some air, uh, air show news, anyway, for what's going on uh, across uh, across the UK over the next few weeks. Um, so on, well, actually, tomorrow on the 28th, uh, Sunday, tomorrow the 28th, uh, over in Bruntingthorpe at the Proving Grounds in Lutterworth, Leicestershire, they've got the Cold War Jets Open Day. Uh, that's uh, uh, one heck of a day to go if to if you've got the opportunity to to, uh, to go there, uh, and that's uh, like I said, that's at uh, the Bruntingthorpe Proving Grounds in Lutterworth, Leicestershire. That's the Cold War jets. There, they've got a massive lineup of um, all sort of ex Cold War bombers and stuff and jets, which they power up and do taxi runs as well. There, which uh, would have been nice to go to, but I've got a massively busy weekend this weekend, and Matt's not here because he's on holiday but um, no that's one of the great things to happening uh, to tomorrow uh, September kicking off September on the 2nd and 3rd on Friday and Saturday in Scotland you've got the Scottish International Air Show that's an air seafront in South Ayrshire um, they've got a huge lineup including the Red Arrows there the Typhoons the Battle of Brit Memorial flight uh, we've also got four um, of the uh, blades, so the extra 300s, the blades are going to be there. Uh, with also got a MiG-15 as well there from the Norwegian Air Force Historical Squadron. Uh, moving on to, um, our, let's go to the 4th of uh, September on Sunday, the Shuttleworth Wings and Wheels Air Show at uh, Shuttleworth Collection Old Ward and Aerodrome Bedfordshire. Uh, they've got a great air show there again with a massive lineup of aircraft, including the consolidated uh, PBY Catalina. That's a good one there for Micah. If uh, Micah, if you want to fly over to the Shuttleworth Wings and Wheels Air Show, uh, they've got a huge uh, display going on there. And then on the 4th of September as well, uh, next Sunday, uh, it's an air show that happens every year here local to us. And uh, we're going to be, uh, well, we're going to be there, um, hopefully, uh, for, uh, the, for the entire day. We're going to be doing a live show. So we are intending on streaming a, a live show uh, from, from the Ceiling Chariot Day. Oh, here comes Matt back. And hello, welcome back into the room. Well, 
well, it's been a fun show, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been really great. So as I was saying to the <laughs> saying to everyone in the chat room and on the show, Matt, we uh, next weekend me and uh, me and you are going to head off to Sealing Charity Air Day, yeah. and uh, we're going to uh, the the organisers of the show have said that uh, we are going to have our own little pitch there and we're going to be able to stream a live show uh, while the air show is running. So for all you guys who live across the pond and who can't get over here to the UK uh, to watch uh, what is a great air show every year, uh, me and Matt are going to have all the cameras and all the bits and pieces there and we are going to hopefully stream the air show live to you guys via YouTube. Um, so you'll be able to watch uh, some of the aircraft uh, that are on display. Yep. It's going to be good, we isn't won't it? Be able to, yeah, we, we're not we're not going to be able to stream the entire air show. Not the entire air show. Uh, <laughs> we're hoping to sort of, no, indeed, but we're hoping to sort of stream a sort of a good two or three hours worth of uh, live air show. Yep. We're hoping to get some great interviews, get an opportunity to chat to a few bits of some of the organisers, uh, and uh, hopefully maybe get to speak to the commentary team as well. So it's quite exciting. But that's all hopefully coming live from the seething air show which is very very exciting and then um yeah yeah it should be should be good fun yeah it's uh, it's been really good we, we got in contact with the guys who run the uh, run the air show and they very kindly uh, agreed to to let us uh, have uh, a kind of area where we could sit and have the satellite broadcast unit up and uh, yeah and like like matt said we're not gonna be able to stream the entire air show day because that would use um <laughs> <laughs> that would use our entire year's <laughs> worth of uh, of yeah. bandwidth, I think. Yeah. I think, if, um, but we are going to stream. We're going to stream a very good yeah. part of the of the actual air show itself uh, to you guys uh, in uh, in the chat room and who watch us live on YouTube. So for those who listen to the audio podcast and perhaps don't have the chance to come into uh, onto the live um, streaming that we do on the Saturday morning, if uh, if you want to watch the air show live next Sunday. Um, perhaps if you click on the link on our website uh, to the YouTube page and you'll be able to uh, follow the links on Facebook as to when we're going to start streaming uh, various parts of the show. That's on Sunday the 4th, that's next Sunday. Uh, we're going to uh, have some updates and stuff on the Facebook page as to what times uh, hopefully we're going to be doing various bits and pieces during the day. But as I said, it's going to be a great day. Um, they've got uh, the lineup so far. There's still some more to be um, to be said uh, that's going to be there. But they've got the blades in the extra 300s. They've got uh, a Yakolov uh, YA52. They've got a Cessna Bird Dog as well. That's quite good. I've seen that there before. Very good aircraft. Um, they've got a glider display team, which is uh, is quite interesting. A glider display team. Um, how, 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 how do you do that? How does that work? It, uh, I've seen these guys before, and it's actually very, very good. They've got smoke and everything on the tips of the wings, and that is oh, wow. it's quite interesting. Oh, They've yeah. also got uh, a Hawker Hurricane there as well doing a display, and a Yakolov Yak-3 uh, with more wow. aircraft to be, uh, to be um, well, given in the next uh, few days, which are going to be there. There's also loads of other stuff to do at the show as well. Not just it's not just a flying display show, but there's a lot of uh, vintage cars and stuff to look round. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a good day. Hopefully, the weather's going to be good for me and Matt. And I, I it, it, indeed, and in the spirit of, of the legend that is Captain Al, I intend to eat most of Chan's food while we're there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Matt, Matt, we're going to have a, we're going to have some good food as well that day. Uh, so yeah, so if for those of you who are in the area, who are in the area of uh, of Norfolk, um, hopefully it'll be good to see some of you guys and girls there. Come and see me and Matt 
that uh, in our little area next to we should be next to where the commentator's booth is uh, and take yourselves over there um, to the uh, Seething Charity Air Day. Uh, for those of you who want to find out more information, if you just go to all w's.seething-airfield.co.uk forward slash air day 2016, you'll be able to find out loads more details on their website. Ah, there we go. That was quite that was quite fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that. So yeah, so well, <laughs> we've got that to look forward to. It's good. I'm looking forward to it. We have indeed, yes. So I, I think uh, before you run out of luck, Carlos, I think you should bring episode 127 <laughs> to close. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm having yeah, so much fun. You've had so much fun. Haven't you? you haven't been stressed at all. Have no, I haven't been stressed. I, I wasn't up until <laughs> half past midnight today. Um, you know, stressed about this at all. It's uh, been a, it's been an easy. But Matt, you've got. You, did you say we've got a certain? Uh, a bit of Australian podcast royalty joining us next week. Yes, that's the plan. I mean, as I say, we need to sort of talk. We'd sort of, I'd sort of forgotten that we were doing the air show. Really, you forgot. We forgot. You forgot we're doing the air show. <sighs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. You see, normally you continuously remind me until I'm sick of it, uh, and then, <laughs> but you didn't this time. So it's uh, so I merely put Grant in for next week. So we might need to reschedule that. But, uh, yeah. All right, we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll yeah, see what happens. I mean, perhaps perhaps yeah. just to add to your um, to ha to add to your technical achievements, perhaps we should do the stream the live air show from Seething with Grant via Skype. If he's free on the Sunday, we could certainly give it a go. <laughs> um, we Matt, could give it Matt, a go. <laughs> I've just added to Matt's workload by about 10,000. <laughs> it's all part of the fun. We'll, we'll work it out somehow. But, uh, but uh, yeah, we need to talk about cameras and, and things about how we're going to do it because we're going to try and sort of film as much of it as we can. I, I mean, you know, we, we've got to find out what permission we can be given with regards to some of the issues because um, obviously there might be some rules but um, yeah hopefully it's going to be a good weekend and I'm looking forward to it oh just for you just for you Ray Davis there we go just out of that okay that's in the chat room there <laughs> they're having a good old chat there in the chat room anyway. so it's been a it's been a short it's been a slightly shorter show this week um, but uh, we hope you, hope you guys enjoyed it Carlos is going to have a stroke <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, See, what, I make what it I look. So, I make it look so easy, don't I, Carlos? I make it look. You can. You can so see what I've got here. The, the, the buttons I have to press here. If we move move the camera around, there we go, and we can see that. Uh, see, this is what Matt. This, Matt does all this. All this here, Matt does. You see. But he's, he's too too busy sunning himself in the Caribbean at the moment. But um, in the Caribbean, what Costa Costa, Costa del, del Clacton? <laughs> yes. Right. So we are going to bring yeah. episode one hundred and twenty-seven to a close of the Plain Talking UK podcast. A massive thanks to everyone who has stuck with us in the chat room this morning. Too many names to mention. You know who all you wonderful people are. Uh, don't forget to keep your eyes open on Facebook. We're going to put the updates on there this week as to what we exactly we're going to plan to do on Sunday at Seething. Uh, as we said, anyone who's in the UK and can make it over to the Seething Air Show, come and see us. We'll be there. You'll see the T-shirts we've got on, uh, and you'll be able to uh, to see us and well, spot us a mile off. I hope. But. Um, yeah, as yeah. I said, as I said, thanks for sticking with us, guys. I know it's been a bit of a stressful uh, episode for for me, anyway. Uh, not quite so much for Holiday Man, Matt. <laughs> and, uh, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to apologise. 
<laughs> anyway, so from me in the studio here over in the PTUK studios, I'm going to say a massive goodbye and hope you all have a fantastic weekend and enjoy your uh, enjoy your weekend and uh, yeah, take care. And from uh, from you, Matt. Yeah, it's uh, from sunny old Costadale, Clacton. It is a very uh, it's a little overcast but warm goodbye. So that's it then. Goodbye, everyone. Take care. Goodbye.